This is Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, episode number 105. Today, we are talking about the individual and system polarity and the importance of supporting both in order to address burnout. Don't miss it. Hi, healthcare leaders. I'm Tracy Christofferson. And I'm Michelle Trosett. We're your hosts for Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast, and we are so grateful you joined us today. You're about to see healthcare problems and challenges through a brand new lens and take your leadership to a whole new level with this podcast. We've coached healthcare leaders from across North America for over 30 years as they strive to establish healthy healing organizations and thriving work cultures. This is the only podcast that shows healthcare leaders how to apply polarity thinking, the missing logic in healthcare to their reoccurring challenges so they can stop wasting time, money, and resources on fixes that fail. If you want to create a healthy healing organization where staff and leaders thrive and perform at their highest level, where values are aligned, outcomes are sustainable, and the highest quality of care is delivered, then this podcast is for you. Keep listening. Each week, you're going to learn how to leverage a polarity mindset and manage competing priorities as we use a polarity lens to explore everyday challenges with the leaders who are striving to manage them. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, audience. This is Tracy. And Michelle. Surprise. Oh, you know what? It's just been such a fun week doing podcast interviews and solo episodes. And so, you know, here we are. One of our next to last ones for the week, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're really looking forward to doing this one. Yes, we are. Just like all of them. But this one is, I don't know. How would you describe it, Tracy? It's kind of like a core topic for us. Yeah. Well, it's significant. Right. It is. And I think when you have a polarity lens, when you have polarity intelligence, you really see the significance of some of these and how they're playing out. You have that awareness of how this could play out and how it is playing out. And we're talking about, you know, we're going to talk about burnout and, um, you know, the, the dual pandemic, you know, kind of the things that are happening. But we're going to be talking about that through the lens of individual and organization, right? System level. System level. And what that means, right? Mm -hmm. Like what is the responsibility of each when it comes to addressing burnout and these challenges that we're facing now that have piled on, right, from COVID? So, yeah, so it's kind of important. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really significant, very significant. Yeah, it is. And and so we just want to sh- shed some perspective on it, right? Mm-hmm. And he has some dialogue about that today. And, you know, I mean, the burnout was significant before the COVID pandemic. Um, it's still significant. Um, now there's grave concerns regarding the parallel pandemic and PTSD and the emotional um, and mental challenges that people are facing because of the pandemic. Um and you know what? I think we'd add leaders are burnt out too, right? So the emphasis has been on the clinical work staff right. um, and uh, and what we've recognized and what we've seen in leaders across the country is that, you know, they were burnt out before the pandemic too. 
Yes, they were. That We know that for a fact, having talked to so many of them before the pandemic. And the fact is, is that there are strong and widely held beliefs that well-being efforts have overemphasized personal resilience, which means individualized care carry the burden of managing the emotional distress. And there is a call being led in the United States by the National Academy of Medicine to take action against clinician burnout by leveraging a systems approach to professional well-being. And that's been well, going on since 2017. Right. And that's not surprising when there's been an overemphasis on the individual being totally responsible, right, for their right. resilience and well-being. So when you look at this as a problem, the pendulum swings to the other opposite side, right? And yes. um, and so that and that brings with it some risks if we're not aware and we don't have this understanding of the interdependent relationship between the two, right? So, right. you know, the approach to addressing burnout is not an either or choice. It's not system or individual, right? There's an interdependent relationship there between the individual responsibility and the organizational system responsibility um, to address this, right? And to make the changes that are necessary to have well-being and to combat burnout and to address the challenges. So, you know, as a leader, now you're, you know, you may be burnt out <laughs> mm -hmm. before and even more so now. I mean, you're facing your own emotional challenges with all of this, right? And stressors as a result of the pandemic. And now you're being asked to address system issues, right? To make the changes that are necessary. So if you're feeling exhausted or guilty or frustrated and conflicted and you're pushing yourself, right? Just to get through every day, um, then you're an overwhelmed healthcare leader and the problem or challenge is you're being called to address burnout among your staff and create you know, healthy work cultures and address the organizational elements that contribute to the burnout. So it's yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, it's a pile on. Exactly. It exactly. And it's heavy. It can be really heavy. And we see that. We want you to know we see that. So while burnout is a problem that needs to be solved, there's multiple tensions below the surface that are contributing to the problem, right? And being able to distinguish between what is a problem you can solve and what is a polarity you can manage will be critically, critically important if you don't want to waste time, money, and resources implementing fixes that will fail or fail to provide you with sustainable results. And that is why inside our Healthy Healing Organization Framework and our Dynamic Balance Effect Framework, we help leaders develop polarity intelligence so they can identify and then leverage the interdependent pairs of values and create the best places to give and receive care. So let's just talk a little bit about the what, <laughs> right? Yeah. When it comes to <clears throat> organizational level changes, system level changes, um, you know, kind of related to processes and performance that are a part of the, um, the H2O framework as well. And research tells us that system level changes will result in greater positive outcomes than individual changes alone. And, and we couldn't agree more. We're not saying system level changes aren't necessary. They're absolutely necessary. And on a large scale, they definitely will have a significant impact. 
mm-hmm. on the well-being and resilience of the individuals in that environment, in that organization, right? Um, and there, because there are multiple work system factors that impact burnout and well-being. So using that systems thinking kind of a framework driven approach will have far more impact than separate individual initiatives, right? Um, so you want to you wanna get that interconnectedness, right? And address the things that are interconnected and are going to impact each other. Yeah, in fact, uh, if you have too many initiatives, that causes burnout in and of itself. <laughs> exactly. It's a pile on, right? Right. Pile <laughs> more in it, competing initiatives. <laughs> right. And even, well, especially for leaders, right? Even though exactly. they're meant to help address the challenges, you don't know, and you don't know the impact one initiative is going to have on something else, unless you're using that kind of connected systems thinking approach. So yeah. that's why frameworks are so important. And we've learned that right over the course of 30 years. <laughs> um, and another element of what can also help here is evaluating the infrastructures and processes that you have and how they advance or inhibit a healthy culture. Right. And that's an essential step in the process, because some of the things that you have in place that you think might be helping might actually be impeding a healthy work culture. And as a leader, it's essential to prioritize. Again, you Mm -hmm. can't do everything right. You can't make all the changes at once. So where are you going to get your biggest benefit most immediately? Right. To get that win, to get some relief uh, for you and the team. So it's important to prioritize where you're going to put your attention. And the other thing is just that, you know, this isn't a one leader show. Leaders across the organization have to be committed um, to achieving that desired outcome, right? So it's going to take a team of leaders working together and committed to the changes, committed to the outcomes that they're trying to achieve in order for that to be successful at the system level. That's right, Tracy. Um, And then another thing that leaders might want to consider to prioritize is just redesigning the work. And with COVID, there's been a lot of opportunity to relook at how you design your work as uh, along with just making environmental changes. We know the environments that we work in and practice in are critical and that they can be looked at in a way that how do they support well-being? So these are key areas that um, can be considered for change at this time. Another consideration is leverage teams and infrastructures to enhance interprofessional collaboration and increase a sense of shared purpose and decrease workloads. Because when you do that, it helps you see where there's repetition and duplication all over the health system. So those can really help. And then of course, communication. And if we've heard anything through the pandemic too, it's how leaders are learning how critical communication is. So be really important to take a look at that. Well, and communication across the professions, right? Across the teams and the different individuals that in addition to communication from leader to, to clinicians that I think, you know, we don't know where, I think what, what this helps with is you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And they have such insights on where all that duplication and repetition is, right? And that's all unnecessary stress and activity that can lighten the burden, right? Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. All right, we are about halfway through this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And we want to take a moment to share that we are very excited about a new program we've released. 
let's face it, you and your teams have been through some incredibly stressful times, and it's challenging to know how to support the team and still take care of yourself in the process. We help healthcare leaders become thriving, resilient, and unstoppable leaders. We've recently created a new self-study program titled Caring for Others Without Neglecting You. In this self-study, you will begin to develop polarity intelligence to leverage the tension in your life and create your own personalized strategy for balancing caring for your team and you. Go over to missinglogic.com forward slash new dash events to learn more and enroll today. The other thing that Tracy and I would strongly advise <laughs> is to prioritize the quote-unquote soft stuff, <laughs> right? The dialogue skills, relationship building skills, because these can have a significant influence on creating healthy work cultures. And sometimes we even say, you know, the soft stuff is actually the hard stuff because we've never taken the time to really figure out how to embrace it, how to welcome it into a healthcare organization and just it that's what changes the culture oh yeah <laughs> it, it does it that's kind of a little secret there the critical factor <laughs> it is it is and lastly you know staff need role models for well-being and resilience and leaders can and must be those role models um, so that's just you know it's it's not even something you can't agree with. You are a role model when you're a leader. So always keep that in mind that you're always being watched. I got my eyes on you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. You can't hide. I mean, people you observe can. and your actions speak louder than your words. So if you're burnt out or you're challenged or you're, you're the overwhelmed healthcare leader, that's visible to everybody. You can't mm -hmm. really hide it. So, right. you know, um, the best place, you know, for leaders to start really is with themselves, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the best place to start. Yep. So at the individual level, you know, you can change the system, you can change the environment, but individuals won't experience what it fully can offer if they don't do their own personal work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our system changes necessary are all the things that we just talked about important. Yes, they are. And at the end of the day, the, or the organization, the system is made up of the individuals. So they have to do their own work. And there are a lot of factors outside of the work environment that as a leader, you can't control that you don't have an impact or an influence on. Right. And um, it's that. Individuals have to take responsibility to address those issues that impact who they are inside the work environment, right? So there's a lot mm -hmm. of external factors as well as organizational factors. Yes, yeah. And the other thing is the system can't change without the individuals changing and participating in the changes in the organization. And as an example, like you can't change elements of the electronic health record to improve workflows and reduce the burden on a clinician. I mean, you can do that, but at the end of the day, the clinician decides how they're working with that system. Mm -hmm. And they can make choices that still keep them stressed and overwhelmed and burdened by that system. So, you know, at the end of the day, they have to make choices about changing their behavior to fully receive the benefit of the changes the system has done. Yeah. And depending on what they do, they can 
also stress other people. Can you believe what they're doing yeah, <laughs> on that exactly. computer? All the right. famous workarounds, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, right. It, it it has a ripple effect. It does. It has, and we and so they have to make choices about engaging in those changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of the work that is essential is what we call quote unquote the inside work, right, Tracy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the most important work. It is the most important work. And this is where we need to all address what are our limiting beliefs about my own personal well-being? What do I think about this on a daily basis that I might not even be realizing? Um, what are my behavior patterns at work and at home that influence individual resilience and well-being? You know, it's important we pause and then we really reflect on that, and then we take the steps to do the inside work. Mm-hmm. And also at the end of the day, we can't force someone else to be resilient or embody well-being. I mean, I just, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had this invisible laser, you know, gun that we could just go, <laughs> some sort of amazing I'm gun, <laughs> a stun gun, like, boom, you're resilient, boom, you're resilient, crazy. I got 50 today. <laughs> that, you know, that would be so amazing, but that's not how it works. It's an, again, it goes back to it's that inside job. However, where organizations can help again is they can really step up and create and support the environments that can really welcome it more. Um, say it's okay to do the inside work. We're here to support you and we're going to bring tools and resources to help you make it happen. Um, and like, like you said, Trace, everybody is responsible for their own well-being and they have the agency and can make intentional choices that lead to their personal resilience and well-being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's where it all starts, right? Mm-hmm. For the leader, yeah. for the individual, it starts inside. And what do I need to adjust about myself and who I'm being and how I'm showing up and how I'm behaving and what I'm thinking? What do I need to shift to open up? to the changes, right, that the system is making. Right. And so when you, and for leaders, when you start with your yourself, right, that's, that's your opportunity to become that role model. And in our new Caring for Others Without Neglecting You self-study program, that's all based on the dynamic balance effect framework as well. And in that process, you begin to develop polarity intelligence. So you can differentiate between a problem that you need to address and a polarity that you can manage and you can apply this intelligence individually and learn it for yourself and then apply it at the system level as you're working within the environment to, you know, create a more healthy healing environment. And in addition, you begin to create a unique blueprint for yourself within the self-study program that helps you to care for your team and for you without feeling exhausted and guilty and frustrated, right? So it's a really great first step. And we invite you to take that step to learn more about it. Um, And you can go to our website, missinglogic.com and learn more and then, you know, enroll and take your first steps Mm -hmm. in really learning how to be polarity intelligent and learning how to apply this both individually and across the organization. And you will be amazed at the difference this will make for you as a leader, for your leadership and for your team. You will. You will be amazed. You are. You will be amazed. You'll be amazed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this 
I'm going to kind of take us trace back full circle. Why okay. this is so important. Like, why are we talking about this still? Because <laughs> it will never go away, right? No. Because creating healthy work environments and resilient organizations is an inside out job, meaning it begins with the people. And if the employees aren't embracing, if they aren't embracing well-being and resilience, the organization will fail over time to be a resilient and to be resilient and to create that healthy culture and that thriving environment. And when the individuals and organizations are intentional, both, and they both take action at the individual and organizational level to develop resilience and create healthy healing environments, then the organization and the individual will thrive. They'll both thrive. Mm. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Yeah. So the true healthcare leader, the leader that is thriving, resilient, and unstoppable, you know, they're leveraging their polarity intelligence and their role models for well-being and resilience for their employees. And then they support individual well-being and resilience efforts, and they co-create then the best place to give and receive care. And you know, again, that's that's what we're here for, right? We want mm -hmm. we want everybody in the environment to be the very best that they can be, to thrive and to have the organization thrive and to have patients come into those environments and families come into those environments where they know they're in the very best place. Yeah, They can just feel it like it's palpable, right? Mm -hmm. It's our vision for healthcare yeah. organizations. And that's what the, you know, a thriving, resilient, unstoppable leader can create. And we're excited to be able to help. Yes, <laughs> we, are. we are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so that's a wrap for today's episode and our conversation about individual and system and how those two are interdependent and work together. And we're just so grateful that you were here joining us again for another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And we'll uh, see you next time and hope that in the interim, you stay safe and healthy. Yes, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Thanks as always for listening to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. You can find show notes and links at our website, missinglogic.com forward slash new dash podcast. If you're the kind of leader who wants to help others, then share this podcast with your peers and other healthcare leaders. We're certain if you found value in it, they will too. Please share this on your social media channels and leave us a review in iTunes. If you don't know how to leave a review, you can find instructions at the end of the show notes. We'd also love to hear and answer your questions. So if you have some questions, you can email us at questions at missinglogic.com. And we may include your question in a future episode.